بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه. The Jum'ah Khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'ah Khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid Seminary. In alhamdulillah, hamdan yariqu bi jalali wajhihi wa azimi sultanih. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى آله الأطهار وأصحابه الأخيار ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم وإياي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله تقوى الله التي لا يقبل غيرها ولا يرحم إلا أهلها ولا يثيب إلا عليها وأحسن يرحمكم الله إن رحمة الله قريب من المحسنين All praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The all-knowing, the all-wise the creator of the heavens and the earth and the master of all creation and the Lord of all creation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one without partner. And that there is no authority that equals his authority, Jalla Jalalu. And that there is nothing that contradicts his way and his commands except that it is rejected. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger and the seal of prophets and messengers. And he embodied all that is most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he guided us to the straight path that none veer from except that they bring upon themselves destruction. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. My beloved elders, respected brothers and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that the taqwa of Allah jalla jalalu is meant to actually inform and direct our way of understanding the world and our way of being in the life of this world. And one of the challenges that occurs at the end of time, and this is actually very much in line with what will ultimately culminate in the false messiah, the antichrist, the dajjal, is the inversion and the, rev the reversal of realities. And the beauty of Islam and the beauty of the revelation that we have and the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam is that we always understand and we can always identify the measure of good. We are always able to understand objectively what is good in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and what is disliked and forbidden in the sight of Allah Jalla Jalalu. And one of the names of the Quran Al Karim is Al Furqan, the criterion that differentiates between wrong and right and what is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what is not. And one of the things that Allah and His Messenger, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi, that they teach us is that one of the greatest virtues in Islam is what is known as modesty, haya, and temperance, iffa. To have haya and iffa. These two virtues, modesty and temperance, are of the most virtuous qualities a human being and a believer can acquire. We are taught that in the book of Allah and the sunnah of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And we see in the example of Allah's messenger and the amazing balance of all of the attributes of perfection. We see them perfectly balanced in the messenger of Allah. That he was the most courageous of all people, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi. And at the same time, he had the perfect balance of modesty and humility. And that is actually very difficult to have perfection in one quality and then to have perfection in another quality that's not quite like it. But the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he was the Jami' al Kamalat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala combined within him all of the attributes of perfection. And the ahadith about his modesty, his haya, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa are many and they are profound. And what he teaches us, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi, not only that that was his character trait, but that is the character trait that is required of every believer that we have to aspire to attain. And they describe the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi as having more modesty and more shyness and haya than an unmarried girl who had never left her home. To that degree, someone who had never even been out in the world and been exposed to various strangers, that he had that same degree of haya, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. And he taught us uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. مَا كَانَ الْحَيَاءُ فِي شَيْءٍ إِلَّا زَانَ He's giving us a measure. He's giving us a criterion, salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi, that haya, this quality, this virtue of modesty, whenever it exists within something, it only beautifies it. Whenever haya is present within something, and he's giving us this absolute, haya is always good. Whenever haya is present in something, it beautifies it. And this is another amazing lesson embedded within the, the uh, magnificent degree of wisdom found in the words of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is that even here he is defining for us what beauty is. And that's one of the things that's also been reversed in the modern world at the end of time. What is beautiful? Beautiful is not something that just is a very superficial appearance and that's all. And that is going to fade Fast. But beauty is something much deeper. It is what is considered beautiful by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whenever modesty is present within something, it beautifies it. وَلَا كَانَ الْفُحْشُ فِي شَيْءٍ إِلَّا شَانَ 
And then indecency. Whenever indecency is present within something, it blemishes it. It makes it ugly. So modesty is the measure of beauty. And being indecent is the measure of ugliness. And this is really speaking to the reality and the essence of who we are. Because another thing that especially many young people, it's not just young people, but especially young people, they get caught up in my value is in how I look or how others think of me to be in my appearance. And that is very limited. And there are many people who will give hours and weeks and months and years to try to perfect how they look on the outside. And they might even get recognition from other people, yet they feel empty internally. Because that's not the true measure of value and beauty according to Allah and his messenger. So this is just highlighting haya, modesty. In another hadith, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he passed by a man who was kind of criticizing or uh, giving another man a hard time because he felt that that man was too modest and too shy. What's wrong with you? Why are you acting like that? No, man up. Don't be like that. And we have even in this society that people sometimes have the wrong measure of what it means to be an honorable and noble man or an honorable and noble woman. Man up, what's wrong with you? Don't be like that. That's weak. Don't be shy. Don't be modest. And the messenger of Allah says to him, he passed by at that moment. And he said, Da'hu iman Leave him be. For modesty is part of iman. And there are many, many other ahadith uh, in this vein and that emphasize this point. But we live today in a society that is defined by desires. That your identity is based on your desire. Your identity is much deeper than that. That we want to access the most animalistic parts of who we are and say, this defines who I am. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us arwah. He gave us souls and spirits that are heavenly, that are made of nur. Yes, we have that human, that earthly and animalistic element to us, but that's why we have wahi to guide us. And we are not at war with the flesh, but we recognize that if we want to define ourselves by our desires, then we have lost. We have lost the essence of what it means to be a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be granted the honor of the ruh, the honor of the soul. But as I said, realities become inversed at the end of time. And people start to see modesty as something strange. Why do you dress like that? Why do you put that on your head? What is going on? Why do you act that way? Why don't you, why don't you look at that? Look at that. No, I don't want to look at that. Why? What's wrong with you? Because I'm a Muslim. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored me with a soul. And I know whatever enters my eyes, whatever enters into my heart, it affects it. If it is good, it illuminates my heart. And if it is not, it will spoil my spiritual heart. And in previous times, the way that human beings understood the centrality of the divine, the centrality of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that Allah was at the center of everything. 
such that religion was considered something that was uh, uh, witnessed in the public space. And people's lustful desires was something that took place in the private space. Now it's been reversed. Religion is privatized. Keep your religion in your mosque. Keep it at home. Keep it with your family. And then people's lustful desires are public. An inversion once again. And it shows us how far along we are in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us will occur at the end of time. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam in one narration, he said, مَا أَخَافُ عَلَىٰ أُمَّتِي إِلَّا ثَلَاثًا There are only three things that I fear for my ummah. I fear for my ummah from only three things. What are they? شُحٌ مُطَعٌ Greed that a person gives into all the time. Self-centeredness. The individualistic, hyper-individualistic society. People don't even feel connected to their own parents. People don't even feel connected to their own children. It's about me. It's my life. Well, you're going to be very lonely and miserable that way. Because Allah did not create us to be like that. And you want to put others down so you get ahead. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provides and the one who places barakah in our rizq. So that's one. Another is wahawan muttaba' and desires, passions that are followed, that are given into. It feels good, do it. No. That is often a sign that it is destructive. And many of the most meaningful things in your life take work. If you want to play basketball and you want to be good at sports or you want to be good at martial arts or you want to be good in any kind of skill or craft that you love deeply, you know you have to put in work to get better and to get better. And the work that you put in, even though it might be a sacrifice, it's sweet when you see the results. And then you realize those things that come easy, if they're permissible, that's totally fine. But you realize that the pleasure that comes from them is very short-lived. It's very short-lived. And when it's haram, it actually brings a turmoil to your heart internally. Your soul is not at peace because it knows that this is not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the last that he mentioned, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, imamun dal, and a misguided leader who misguides others. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. But for the purpose of this khutbah, hawan muttaba', passions that are given into. And now you can't even question these passions anymore and to say, hey, should we not have some modesty? Should we not have some decency? Should we not actually curb our appetites and try to control them? But we see that the opposite takes place in today's world, which is why we as believers, we have to protect ourselves. We have to protect our hearts. We have to protect our iman. We have to protect our nobility and honor with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the uh, most impactful ways on either side for good or for harm, is through our eyes. And I say this to all of us, and especially the children, that you have to protect your eyes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the blessing of sight for those of us who can see. 
Allah gave us this blessing and we see other people who might not have it. And in order so that we can reflect on the creation of the heavens and the earth. Look at these beautiful green trees. Look at this beautiful sky and the rain comes down and Allah brings things to life. We see the stars and the constellations that we're able to reflect, that we're able to read the Quran and look at the Mus'haf. We're able to see the nur that emanates from the faces of the Salihin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared. This is all preparing us to gaze upon his noble countenance in the hereafter. But if we look at those things that are haram in this world, we not only scar our heart, we prevent ourselves from gazing upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's noble countenance, which is the greatest of the pleasures of paradise. We have to protect our eyes. The Prophet sallallahu said that the lustful gaze, when someone looks at something haram with lust, is a poisonous arrow from the quiver of Iblis. That Iblis takes out his arrow, and it's not only an arrow that will most likely kill you, if not wound you, but it's also poison. So how do we get away from that? The poisonous arrow from the quiver of Iblis. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever resists it out of fear of me, whoever has this haya, whoever has ifa, whoever tries to control their nafs out of fear of Allah, oh Allah, you gave me this eyesight and you made it a blessing and a responsibility, and you commanded me not to look at the things that are not pleasing to you, so I look away. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? I replace it with a faith, the sweetness of which he finds in his heart immediately. Immediately Allah puts iman in your heart when you look away from what's haram. But what happens when people start to become desensitized to that which is sacrilegious, and that which is lewd. What happens to the state of the human being in that, in that situation? What happens to our children? What happens to our marriages and our relationships? They're affected by the poisonous arrow of Iblis. So we have to be people who recognize first and foremost that haya, modesty, is honor. Modesty is honor. Haya, Ifa, chastity, and temperance is honor. No matter what anyone else says, even if the entire world is filled with things that are indecent and displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it should not dissuade us from what we know is good and beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to be those people who as the, the tide and the the storm, we are in the eye of the storm, we remain steadfast and true to our belief and true to our principles. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يريد الله ليبين لكم ويهديكم سنن الذين من قبلكم ويتوب عليكم والله عليم حكيم 
والله يريد أن يتوب عليكم ويريد الذين يتبعون الشهوات أن تميلوا ميلا عظيما Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the translation of which is it is Allah's will to make things clear for you and to guide you to the noble ways of those before you and to turn to you in mercy for Allah is all-knowing all-wise and it is Allah's will to turn to you in grace but those who follow their desires wish to see you deviate entirely from Allah's way those who follow the desires they want you to follow them in even more and more and more extreme forms. There's no end. The shaitan will try to get you as far away from the sirat al-mustaqim as he possibly can. And he'll make it look good. He'll give it nice language and nice labels. But we stay with the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa and we stick to the principles and the values and the virtues that he came with. صلوات الله وسلامه عليه بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم وأجارنا من خزيه وعذابه الأليم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولوالدينا ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Seek Allah's forgiveness Indeed he is forgiving and merciful إن الحمد لله حمدا يوافي نعمه ويكافئ مزيدا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فيا عباد الله إني أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله لا إله إلا الله We have to be people who are committed to being servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that we have to recognize that there is no greater rank, that there is no greater gift and treasure that can ever be attained greater than being a true servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what Allah Jalla Jalalu gives his beloved servants is beyond in the highest degrees of what no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, and has never crossed the human imagination. And we do not sell that opportunity for a moment's pleasure or a moment's acceptance from those who go against the way of Allah in the life of this world. But we remain true to Allah and his messenger, that we have loyalty to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and we recognize and ponder deeply his beautiful character the way that he lived his life, the way that he educated people, the way that he carried himself, his patience and forbearance, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam, and that Allah's will will ultimately manifest and that we will see in the life of this world, whether we live to that time or not, it will happen that Islam will enter every home on the face of the earth. Someone might say today, how's that going to happen? Things are so bad and difficult, and it seems like, these ways of disbelief and this Dajjalic system is so overpowering. We do not have to think about the means when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who says, Kun fayakun. Be and it is. We're not responsible for figuring out the means. We are responsible for doing the best that we can and standing firm upon the truth for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that will give us honor in this life 
and give us great reward when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all and grant us these beautiful virtues of modesty and of haya and ifa. Ya arhamar rahimeen. Wa akthiru man al-salati wa salami ala al-bashir al-nadhir al-siraj al-munir. Sayyidina Muhammadin fa inna Allah amarakum bi amrin bada'a fihi bi nafsih. وَثَنَّ بِالْمَلَائِكَةِ الْمُسَبِّحَةِ بِقُدْسِهِ وَآيَهَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ تَعْمِيمًا فَقَالَ مُخْبِرًا وَآمِرًا لَهُمْ تَكْرِيمًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد وعلى مؤازر رسول الله في حالي الساعة والضيق خليفة رسول الله سيدنا أبي بكر الصديق رضي الله عنه وعلى الناطق بالصواب حليف المحراب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه وعلى من استحيت منه ملائكة الرحمن ذو النورين أمير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله عنه وعلى أخ النبي المصطفى وابن عمه ووليه وباب مدينة علمه إمام أهل المشارق والمغارب أمير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه وعلى الحسن والحسين سيدي شباب أهل الجنة في الجنة وريحانتي نبيك بنص السنة وعلى أمهما الحوراء فاطمة البتول الزهراء وخديجة الكبرى وعائشة الرضا وعلى أمهات المؤمنين وعلى الحمزة والعباس وسائر أهل بيت نبيك الذي طهرتهم من الدنس والأرجاس وعلى أهل بدر وأهل أحد وعلى أهل بيعة الرضوان وعلى سائر الصحب الأكرمين ومن تبعهم بإحسان وهدى إلى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا في مقامنا هذا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب Oh Allah we ask you and oh Allah we know that we do not have any chance at being guided save for your guidance. So we ask you for your guidance, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to see truth for what it is and to follow it. And that you show us, Ya Allah, falsehood for what it is and that you give us the enabling grace to avoid it and to steer clear of it, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you make us and our parents and our children uh, models and exemplars of virtue for others, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Guiding lights that help them draw closer to you and to find nearness to you and to follow your Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wa Wasallam. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you make us keys that open the doors of goodness and locks that bar the doors of evil, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. 
We ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to see Islam spread all over the world and enter every home, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, in the best of states and that you illuminate people's hearts and you bring the dead hearts back to life, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, and that you restore goodness and virtue in this country and across the world, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, and justice and truthfulness, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you bless our families and you bless our children and you protect us from the traps and the deception of the shayateen, human and jinn, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen, and that you bring our hearts closer together and that you make beloved to us all that is beloved to you and that you make loathsome to us all that is loathsome in your sight, Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. وَيَا أَكْرَمَ الْأَكْرَمِينَ عِبَادَ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَرَ بِثَلَاثٍ وَنَهَا عَنْ ثَلَاثٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِنْتَاءِ ذِي الْقُرْبَانِ وَيَنْهَا عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغِيِ يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ الْعَظِيمَ يَذْكُرْكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوهُ عَلَى نِعْمِهِ يَزِدْكُمْ وَلَا ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.